0: The following episode of Geeks and Beats contains language or subject matter that may be unsuitable for children. Listener discretion is advised.
1: So we take my daughter to the Hockey Hall of Fame, as I was calling it, which, of course, was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame (laughs) in Cleveland. And she was immediately bored out of her skull. So we say, you know what, Mommy, you do your own thing. I'm going to take the little one around. And so I took the 11-year-old around. And one of the first things she says is she goes, Daddy, what's that? And she points to a jukebox from 1955. And I pull up my iPhone. I said, that was this. And it only held 50 songs. And she was... Mortified.
2: And not only that, you had to pay a dime to listen to one of those songs.
1: Oh, I got. She was just disgusted that anyone ever listened to music that way.
0: From the headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, simulcast on Shortwave Radio and Citizens Band 14, this is the world's most popular podcast with Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth featuring musical guest Sting.
2: What your adult viewing habits say about you. Pornhub's Alex Klein drops by the GNB studios with a deep dive into the
1: data. Three porn stars who made the leap into the mainstream music business. And rock
2: stars who did the crowd-surfing leap from the stage to um, the bedroom.
1: Plus, the Big Geeks and Beats giveaway machine ramps back up with a Roku Premiere Plus. We'll tell you how you can win this video streaming gear for your regular and your after-hours
0: videos. Review the Big Show on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And share the love. And now... Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth.
3: Who is it?
1: It's the plumber.
3: Plumber? I didn't call a plumber. <laughs>
1: This episode feels a little bit like Geeks and Beats After Dark, like we should be recording this after the sun has gone down.
2: Yeah, past the watershed after midnight when uh, if you turn on HBO and some of those other channels, the movie network, and you see things that uh, you wouldn't see during the day. Yeah.
1: When I was a kid, of course, um, you could watch your adult entertainment on TV, but it was scrambled. Did you ever do that? Sit there with the scrambling, looking, hoping maybe you would actually see. Oh, there. Well, where I grew up, uh, we had a French channel. And the French channel,
2: for whatever reason, was a lot more uh, liberal with the boobage. And we would sit late at night watching the CBC French. Hoping that there
1: would be one of those French movies with uh, unscrambled boob. Yes. Now, of course, it's a whole different universe in the adult entertainment business, and um, it's ubiquitous.
2: Now, when we do this interview, we're not going to go all quagmire on everybody. We are going to look at this seriously. We are interested in the data, the analytics, the information that you can get back from a site uh, like Pornhub or RedTube or whatever one you want to talk about. That tells us something about the human condition, that gives us insight into how our fellow man and or woman and or both uh, actually consume this stuff.
1: Joining us now from Pornhub, Alex Klein. Alex, good to have you with us.
3: Oh, it's a pleasure.
1: I want to know, first of all, uh, when we found out that we were talking to somebody named Alex, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: we assumed. You assumed. I, I assume that um, there was an XY chromosome situation here, but apparently um, uh, you don't sound like a dude.
3: I'm not. I'm very much a lady, and so, that's something that happens a lot.
2: <laughs> okay, well, help me with my awful preconception of wondering how a woman gets involved in an enterprise like this.
3: Um, I mean, much like a woman would get involved in any other workplace, I would think. It's... it's um, you know, the office here is just like really any other office. Um, It's, it's really like, it's nice. And it's, it's, you know, it's a professional environment. It just so happens that, um, you know, people have porn on their screens. Um, But otherwise, like, it's, it's really a very standard workplace. And, um, you know, I think regardless of, of gender identity, it's, it's something that, you know, it's certainly not an industry that just anyone, can or does want to work in. Um, But I'm super happy here and there's lots of other women that work here and, and from, I mean, I'll speak for myself. They seem to enjoy it, but I really love my job a lot.
1: Well, I suppose your analytics would give Alan better insight into the answer, because I I think the underlying question is women don't watch pornography, do they? Yes, they do. Uh, You know, and we got to grab the smelling salts for Alan (laughs) on this. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm grateful. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm hoping I'm not not coming across as sexist. I mean, I grew up in a a, a really hardcore Catholic family. So even at my age, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that there are women who may, in fact,
1: actually enjoy sex. Yeah. What percentage of your viewers are female?
3: Uh, Currently, it's 26 percent. And that is up over the past couple of years. It's been growing um, substantially over, I guess when did we start tracking gender data like three years ago? So yeah, I think it's every year we've definitely noticed an increase um, in the in the shares there.
1: And, and how do you know that it's a woman or a man? Is it based upon the subscribers?
3: Um no, so it's actually we use Google Analytics, um, which Google does their their own little funky thing to sort of identify. Um, a user as having a specific gender, much like they do having, you know, an income level or um, you know, interests or whatever else just kind of based on your general browsing um, habits they'll kind of like put you into a certain category.
1: So what you're saying is because Alan spends a lot of time on Pinterest, chances are Google thinks he's a woman
3: (laughs) Um, It depends what he's Pinteresting, I would assume, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's a bunch of... um, of different things that go into the algorithm, I would assume that figure that out.
1: Who's paying for porn these days?
3: Um, A lot of people are still paying for porn. Um, The way that Pornhub works, we have two offerings. Um, So we have the standard free site, um, which is ad supported. And then we also have our premium offering, which works kind of in the same way that Netflix does.
1: So, for every one person who uh, subscribes, how many are actually watching it for free with the ads on the side?
3: I mean, they're they're watching it for free, but there's even there's revenue. Excuse me, that's that's generated um, through the ads. So it's kind of like a I don't know I don't think reciprocal is the right word, but a lot of other um, a lot of brands and a lot of porn stars um, actually have channels on the website, um, which work much in the same way that YouTube does. Um, so they have either, um, their personal pages where they can generate, um, ad revenue from the video views. So that's people that are part of our our model program. And then on our channels, um, what we do is there's, it offers brands like, um, the possibility to create sort of channels or, or profiles that are, that are branded, that have their specific ads and banners, around their content that click through to like their respective websites and they earn signups that way. So it's not really just like, you know, the, the sort of same sort of like linear direct um, payment thing that, that happens on the premium offering, but um, that's how it works on the free side, if that makes sense. So like, yes, people watch it for free, but like there is a lot of opportunity for revenue for people that host their content on the site.
2: Okay. Let, let me, let me get in here and ask a couple of other questions about analytics. Um, did you see a drop in usage during the solar eclipse?
3: We did actually. Um, if you check out our Insights blog, I think they just put it out today. Um, and it's really funny because you kind of see the um, like the the pattern or whatever like as like the traffic fluctuates, it follows the path of totality um so that was really interesting we saw that um there were like significant drops I believe off the top of my head I don't have it in front of me but like in Wyoming it was like a 54% drop um during you know the the total eclipse and just all over the map like it was huge um it was really a big event clearly like it was like everything in every media outlet seemed to be focused on that. So we're not surprised that we, we saw such a dip in traffic.
1: But those analytics, I can imagine, are quite dramatic regardless as to what the topic is. Like, for example, the, the election day mm-hmm. insights were really remarkable. We saw that you saw that big drop during the live election results coming out. And then the big spike once it was established that Donald Trump won. And what was interesting to me was that you could tell us whether it was a Republican or a Democrat in the spike of of that traffic and male or female
3: yeah just like certain states are i mean i'm i'm not super up to date on my u.s politics i'll admit i'm a canadian um, wait what yeah i am
2: <laughs> no i'm just trying to think of the canadian content aspects here is mm-hmm.
1: there, there's the old radio guy trying to figure out what percentage the crtc requires the porn stars to be canadian <laughs> don't laugh that i don't know That's actually a problem with some of the pay-per-view TV TV channels. Sure. Okay. Now, um, what does Pornhub actually do with this massive amount of analytical information? How does that direct the business?
3: Um, I mean, we use it for lots of stuff. I would say primarily for for trending purposes um, to see what kinds of searches are the most popular. Um, And we use that information to share with our content partners. Um, so that's, you know, different content creators and different studios that host their content on the site, just to be like, you know, here's a heads up. This is the kind of stuff that was really popular, um, over X amount of time. If you want to factor that into stuff that you're working on or that you're thinking of, of putting out in the next little bit.
2: Okay. All right. Hang on. Here's where we, 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 we ask some questions in Canada. What, for example, are Canadians into?
3: Here we go. Okay, so yeah, some of the top search terms um, over the last year in Canada. The top was lesbian, uh, followed by stepsister, milf, then stepmom, cartoon, teen, and overwatch. That was a new entry on the top search terms list this year.
1: That's a video game, isn't it? It is. An elite international task force charged with ending the
2: war. And restoring liberty to all nations. Overwatch. Soldiers, scientists, adventurers,
1: oddities.
3: What we noticed is when there's kind of like these big media events that happen. So when there's like new, um, you know, really big video games or movies that come out, often studios will create like parodies around them.
1: <sighs> okay, I get it. <laughs>
0: your weapon If you firm are alive you will not give me what I want I will take it. You will put down your weapon and remove my restraints
1: exactly. You will touch my breast.
3: and those get you know, and they they usually come out right around the same time as whatever it is that's being released and they tend to be very, very popular.
1: Well you found the same thing with of all things, fidget spinners.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That one did shock me. Like do, doing this job, there are a few things that shock me, but that one, I was actually like, wow, this actually did make it onto Pornhub. It's such a huge how on, I guess yeah
1: I don't know <laughs> yeah you're, you're gonna have to do your own search on that Alan find yeah out. that's that yeah
3: I'll oh let you guys right do your on that one right well, okay. again to your
1: point about taking the analytic data for example you recently found out that searches for breast size change depending on the age demographics etc so I can imagine what you're then doing is you're going to your partners and those in the adult industry and saying well it sounds like the kids today they're interested in this so therefore you might be best to make more of this type of porn
3: more or less yeah like i i don't um i'm not actually in charge of those conversations um so i, I imagine it's a little more finessed than that um but yeah it's basically how it works
2: uh what what i'm, I'm sorry what What do you tell your parents that you do for a living
3: oh they know <laughs> okay
2: yeah I, I think that's great don't get me wrong i don't want to come <laughs> across this as, as the old-fashioned sexist weirdo i i don't i'm just i'm just fascinated by by I'm fascinated by the people who actually who work in this industry, who access the content this industry provides and the mm-hmm. analytics that come back from it. For for example, you have analytics that spread all the way across the world. So you can divide things by by nation, by region and yeah. and and figure out, you know, what certain like what are they doing in Iceland? What are they doing in in I don't know, Mexico? You know, that's um, that to me yeah. is all is all really quite fascinating because it shows the, the 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 breadth of human sexuality around the planet.
3: I mean, for sure, and like I think that is one of the most interesting things about our data blog is that our you know our traffic numbers are such that um, the sample size is really it's it's huge. Like when you're like I think right now we're averaging around eighty million uh, visits a day or eighty million visitors a day. Um, so when you you know look at these things like when you're looking for instance at the eclipse um just as a recent example like it's not like when we see those fluctuations like it's really real because of just the sheer number of people that are on our website at on you know on a given day at a given time so when these things do happen um you know, the, the changes that we notice are, are real and it, it shows like kind of a real change in, in people's behaviors or people's habits. Like similarly, when we see, um, around the holidays, like around Christmas time, we see kind of similar drops because, um, you know, people are traveling and then spending time with their loved ones. So it, like it throws off your routine and you're not able to, you know, go to your favorite porn website and do what you got to do on there. Um, so yeah, it is it is really really interesting and it's I find yeah, one of the most um compelling things that that we get to work on for sure. Uh, an-
2: another question for me, do you can you differentiate between the type of devices people are viewing the material yeah. on? Mm-hmm.
3: What by what example- device, by browser, um, yeah, by lots what's, of
2: different. Oh, uh, well, you know, what's what, what's the tablet usage?
3: Tablet is actually has climbed over the last year. Um, let me just check. Sorry.
1: To that point, there there is that whole idea that the reason why our smartphone screens are getting bigger and bigger is because we are actually consuming more adult content on them and video in general. And for many regions such as Japan and, and elsewhere in Asia, uh-huh. they are often the most the primary uh, computer. They don't have laptops. They don't have a desktop computer. They've got a rather large phablet as their phone slash tablet. Uh-huh. And you've got that kind of data that backs that up. Uh, you know, even the, in the the russian insights the russians are the least likely uh, to use um a smartphone for that kind of thing
3: yeah i mean we've seen a huge shift in mobile in general like now um desktop traffic accounts for only 28 percent of our overall traffic so it's 61 percent phone um 11 percent tablet and that wait
2: wait wait 61 yeah. percent of people watch porn on their phones
3: Well, 61% of our traffic originates from a smartphone, yeah. So it's not really, you can't really say it's 61% of people, but of the traffic that comes to our website, 61% of it is from a phone.
1: Right. So it's the kids today sitting on the couch going flick, flick, flick. You haven't been on a bus recently, have you? (laughs) Uh, Clearly not. So we put out to the listeners, uh, hey, we're talking to Pornhub. If you've got any questions, fire them off. And I suppose, considering it was one of our most retweeted uh, tweets of the entire Geeks and Beats uh, Twitter sphere, that we only got one genuine question. Oh, no! (laughs) I have a feeling people are reluctant to ask in a public forum forum like that and the only one who did ask a real question uh, other than smart ass comments was someone who didn't even have their real name listed complete chimp wants to know Mm -hmm. quote will the stars become as accepted as genuine taboo free celebrities
3: um i mean i think there's definitely a lot of of porn stars um that make like transitions into mainstream culture and are doing um, you know, music videos, or in um, you know, that the model for for clothing brands and that kind of thing. So I would say that yeah, it's not such a far fetched idea, and it's already starting to happen. So like Lisa Ann, who's like the biggest porn name of you know the past decade, arguably, um, you know, she has a radio show on Sirius XM. So yeah, I don't think that that's such you know, an an off concept.
1: His follow-up question was, can I have a free membership and some merchandise too?
3: Yes. I will happily send those over. If we just got to (laughs) coordinate some details and I'll get those right out to you.
1: Well, actually that brings up an interesting point. You guys do in fact have merchandise.
3: We do. Um, We have different, lots of different kinds of merch. We have sort of, um, um, so there's just like the regular Pornhub store. And then there's Pornhub apparel, which hosts kind of these like smaller capsule collections that we've done. Um, so we did one two years ago. That was the first one where we teamed up with a bunch of New York based artists and they each sort of created a design that was, um, in their own signature style, sort of interpreting the brand. And we made, um, different, uh, garments with that. So there was like t-shirts and hats and hoodies and sweaters and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then we've done another one with Christy Mack. Um, using some photographs of her, uh, for which the proceeds went to domestic violence um, charities.
2: Is it true that you guys did a Super Bowl commercial that was rejected?
3: It is true, yeah. That was, I think, back in 2012, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Establishing shot of frozen lakeside. An elderly couple in their 70s stare out onto the lake. Cut to close up. She puts a gentle hand on his shoulder husband turns to wife gives knowing smile cut to medium shot staring out to distance both with satisfied smiles fade in logo
2: it would be interesting to see if the nfl would be a little bit more receptive today than they (laughs) were five years ago
3: i mean doesn't hurt we think about it every year and and see if you know if it would work out but um yeah something to consider for sure
2: One other question I have for you is, is there is a a wide variety of content on, on the site and Mm -hmm. through, and through the network I've been told, um, where do you draw the line? Where do you say, okay, wait a second, this is illegal or this is over the line for what you want to host? How do you determine that?
3: Um, we do have a terms of service page, which is full of a bunch of legal jargon, which I can send over to you if you want to review it. Um, but for us, a big thing is, is absolutely consent. Um, we officially took a stance against revenge porn um, last year. And we actually created a page specifically where people that find themselves on the website and don't want to be there did not consent to being there. uh, We created a form to sort of expedite the process and make sure that they can get it taken off um, as quickly as possible.
1: Over at our Facebook page, uh, we also posted that we were going to be talking to you and we were soliciting for questions. And one um, comment had come up that there seems to have been a big shift for Pornhub into a new area, and that's Pornhub Community. Mm-hmm. Give us a sense as to you know what was behind that, because it sort of feels like um, YouTube for adult entertainment.
3: Yeah, I guess it's like a, a combination of like YouTube and Facebook. Um, there is a significant social element to the website um, where you can make a profile, um, and you know, like even if you if you don't post videos on the website, you're still able to sort of create playlists and you know mark videos as favorites and interact with people. So you can like write on their wall. Um, You can direct message with them. There's all kinds of ways that people communicate.
1: How big is the community, though, when it comes to the content generation by its members?
3: Um, Well, for our our model program, which we recently renamed, it used to be called the Amateur Program. um, We revamped that uh, last year. And that has actually been really successful for us. Um, I touched on it a little bit earlier. um, But basically, the way that it works is people can upload their content directly to the website and earn ad revenue from um, from their views. Um, and that's been really successful both for, you know, amateurs, quote unquote, so it's just like regular people putting stuff on the website. And we've also had some porn stars actually do it too um, and are uploading their own content exclusively um, or their own exclusive content to the website and just kind of getting that, you know, interaction with fans outside of like a studio system. Um, so that's, that's been really, really huge for us. I think there's many, many thousands that are active in that. I have to get you the numbers cause that's honestly not something that I personally work on very much. So I don't know off the top of my head, I wouldn't even be able to estimate for you. Um, but it's really grown in popularity over the past, like two years, I would say.
2: I I could go on with questions for a couple of hours because again this fascinates me. It's an era of of, of human behavior that is rarely given any kind of serious non giggity talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I, I this is what people do. This is what people like. You cannot um, chastise anybody for whatever their sexuality and their preferences are. And I'm just fascinated to learn that humanity has so many different shades that it's, it, you know, again, this is sociology. This is something that I wish it they is, had taught me in yeah. university.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And We we actually do work with um, lots of different schools on providing them data for their research and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of people out there working on on different papers with our data, trying to make, you know, certain links or, Um, like establish certain correlations and stuff. So it is like, it is a a really, that's a good way to put it. Um, And we don't ever, you know, chastise or judge. Like if you, even if you look like um, on the insights blog, like we, you know, we'll make a couple of little puns or like tongue in cheek kind of jokes, but like, it's never like, Oh, that's so weird. Or like, that's really fucked up that you're searching for this or that. Like we don't think that way. It's, we actually just find it really interesting. Like you said, um, you know how much different kind of stuff is out there and how many um you know different people and different preferences are represented on the website and i i just think it's really cool honestly
1: alex klein is the marketing manager for pornhub she joined us from montreal
3: it's been a pleasure.
1: I had no idea that this song was sung by an adult film star from the 70s.
2: Yes. Her name was Andrea True. She was a, an old school type porn star whose movies were on film, who were, whose movies were shown in theaters. This is pre-VHS and, and, and beta. And somehow she ended up with
1: this disco song called
2: More, 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 which has been sampled a billion times
1: since the song came up. She paved the way three years later for Marilyn Chambers, who made her mark in the adult business uh, in the big film Behind the Green Door, where people lined up around the block uh, to see sort of thing, which was in and to itself huge for the, the late 70s. But in 1980, she did a film called Insatiable. And the country music singer in her, the, the, the little girl who wanted to grow up to be a country music star, got to actually do the lead track and the entire soundtrack, basically. Early morning,
0: pushing soft against your hair.
1: Never really managed to make a go of it in Nashville, and uh, the real breakout hit didn't come until the 90s. And uh, Tracy Lords with her album Control, and even then, uh, her title track ended up having her voice stripped off it and the music used as background incidental music for the Mortal Kombat video game franchise.
2: Lucy Lords uh, did make a very concerted effort to break into the mainstream film world, and she did a reasonably good job of it, considering where she came from. And and she did have this this one particular song. Although Ron Jeremy, um, he oh jeez, he tried rapping and it didn't quite work out so well. Do um, you want to play a sample of that? I have a Ron Jeremy story, by the way. Do you want to hear it?
1: Oh, great. What's your Ron Jeremy story? Tell us about the hedgehog.
2: Ron Jeremy came into the radio station one day to plug his book. He had written a memoir, an autobiography, and he was being interviewed on the radio station. Now, many, many, many years ago, Dr. Alex Comfort made a documentary called The Sexiest Animal.
1: And was the author of The Joy of Sex, which was a spoof, not a spoof, but a a spoof. Been on the Julia Childs book, The Joy of Cooking. Right. Now, in this movie,
2: which was a serious sociological uh, examination of human sexuality, required a narrator. And the narrator of The Sexiest
1: Animal is my now wife. You know what? I could totally see that. Mary Ellen would do a great job on something like that. But again, she would have had to take it seriously and would have used language that I can imagine wasn't something she would be accustomed to using as she did every day reading the news.
2: No, actually, it was very clinical, very scholarly, very academic. And there was plenty... Do you have a clip? I wish I had. We should find this. We never did get a copy of this. But what happened was that we meander through all these different aspects of human sexuality and we finally come to porn and there is a quick interview where she does a voiceover interviewing or introducing Ron Jeremy and he comes on the screen. He talks about how porn is important for, you know, expressing yourself sexually and so on and so on. All right. So I head to the book, uh, interview at the radio station, I said to Ron, Hey ron, uh, you were in a movie with my wife once.
1: <laughs> oh jeez
2: <laughs> and he and he looks at me all seriously, all hedgehog, he says, Did I do her <laughs>
1: And this is this is in 1970s, Ron Jeremy. This is 1990s, Ron Jeremy. No, this
2: is 2000s, Ron
1: Jeremy. Right.
2: So, so, yeah. so he came in. He had the T-shirt on. That food stains all yeah. over. He was big and fat, and and he signed my 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 book. He says to Mary Ellen, "Nice working with you, oh. Ron Jeremy." <laughs>
1: Yikes. So over at Nerve.com, they've uh, got the top 10 pop songs performed by porn stars. And they're a little cheeky about this at the end uh, and point out that it is a technicality. But yes, the uh, song Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton qualifies. It does. She did have a
2: sex tape. Um, if we're going to use that criteria, we can use anything by Kid Rock. He was in a sex tape with Scott Stapp of Creed. So anything by Creed Counts And anything that features Tommy Lee of Motley Crue, of course, uh, that counts because there was the famous Tom and Pamela music video. Well, sex video.
0: London, Bangkok, New York, Cincinnati. From the worldwide headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, this is a GNB News Update.
1: We have
2: a new co-producer. Oh, good. Is it a dog? Is it human this time? Yeah, Yeah, it's a
1: human this time. Last time it was Taco, Taco uh, who courtesy of his owner had uh, donated uh, to the big show. And if you donate 25 bucks through our Patreon system, uh, it gets you the co producer status if it's 25 bucks. If it's just a dollar, you become a member of the world's worst intern program. But uh, Scott Coates, originally from Calgary, by the way, moved to Thailand back in 1999. I'm thinking it was to avoid the Y2K bug, but he says it was to start a luxury travel company. He cashed out in 2013, he now uh, hopscotches around the world, still calls Thailand home, and uh, he helps uh, a very large travel company. He uh, takes his uh, Geeks and Beats Miracle Travel mug of traveling everywhere he goes, and he's one of our key guys. If you go to the Twitter machine and type into the hashtag GN, as in Norman, GNB, Mug Tour 2017, you can see everybody around the world who's got one of our Miracle Travel mugs from the Swag Store. Very nice,
2: and I still have my Miracle Travel mug of traveling. Uh, and it has not. It, it hasn't. Even the printing on the outside. And I use this. I I, I wash this thing in the dishwasher. One of these really high end dishwashers, and it's still fine. It is the
1: greatest travel mug. Ever invented. Now, here's the thing. If you are a member of the World's Worst Intern Program, and what makes it the World's Worst, is you pay us to work on the show. One dollar an episode. Don't do any actual work. And the only thing we do is say thank you uh, when you first plop down the cash. But as another aside, we do giveaways on the big show. And the only way you could uh, win anything on the show is by being either a member of the World's Worst Intern Program or a past co-producer. This time around, we're giving away a Roku Premier Plus do you know of what I speak? I don't. What is that? Uh, a Roku is a streaming media device. It looks like a, a thumb drive. You plug into the back of your television, uh, the HDMI port. This does 4K. It's got a quad-core processor built into it, an 802.11ac dual-band wireless. And, and I think this is even more important than anything else— a point anywhere remote. D- do you have one of those people in your lives where they don't point the remote at the TV and then they wonder why it doesn't work? I have one. It's called a wife. This one will work anywhere and we are going to give it away in uh, one month's time. So that's uh, three more episodes of the big show. So that gives you a chance to jump on board, go to a Patreon, uh, type in Geeks and Beats, become a member of the World's Worst Intern Program. We'll put you in uh, for your chance to win uh, for every dollar. So for example, this week, we want to say a very big thank you to Don Woodall who donated five bucks an episode, uh, which means he's got five tickets essentially in the raffle. And he set a zero lifetime limit, which means we will ding his account uh, every episode that we publish uh, until the end of time or his uh, credit card expires or gets all racked up. But you can set a lifetime limit. Greg David, meantime, set $1 per episode. He says, I was sad when you shut down last year, so I figured I'd show my pleasure at your return by helping out. And I can't think of anything better than being thanked in the big porn episode. (laughs) Yeah, we got a... A flood of people wanted to be a part of this one. Right. So uh, go to geeksandbeats.com. You can hit the donate button to support the show link uh, and help us out that way. Uh, Or just go to the Patreon account. And again, uh, we don't want to to get you in trouble uh, with your spouse. Just uh, slap a lifetime limit on it, X number of episodes, and uh, and away we go. Uh, So we'll be doing that uh, in about three weeks' time. So be sure to uh, get in on that action. Uh, A
2: couple of things that I want to uh, let everybody know about. First of all, there's a music and tech meetups. These are free events. Anybody can join the group. You have to RSVP because when we do one of these things, we have free food and drinks and prizes. Uh, so if you're interested in music and technology, go to musictechnology.ca, click on the meetup button, and we'll let you know when the next one is. We usually have a couple of hundred people that come out to these things, and a lot of Geeks and Beats, uh, we usually have a couple of hundred people that come out to these things, and a lot of Geeks and Beats people do show up. Uh, Mike, Michael, you have to come to this next one, whenever it is. All right, well, next- Okay. Uh, Also, I'm going to be at Music Expo. This is Saturday, September the 23rd. I have a lecture called Chicken and Eggs, The Relationship Between Music and Technology. Uh, There is a trade show as well. It's free to attend for everybody in the music technology group. So... This leads back to what I started talking about. Uh, complimentary tickets are available now. You just have to RSVP to the event. Again, musictechnology.ca. And finally, if you are going to be in Edmonton on October the 7th, that's Thanksgiving one weekend, I'll be at the Downtown and Uptown Music Festival to present one of my famous Music Geek Quizzes. So that'll be Saturday, October the 7th, Showtime at 3.30. I should point out that uh, Google has sent
1: us something. Oh, have they? Yes, they have. We have a Google Home. Oh! <gasps> Oh, so what we should do is we should give away one of those Google Homes by doing that contest we were talking about. Yes,
2: yes. I
1: have
2: a I have a Google Home set up in my in my uh, kitchen, and I quite like it. Are you happy with
1: it? I I'm, I'm actually you worried about the thing constantly listening to everything you're saying. That's uh, I would be worried if it was. Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> if you had anything to say, if I had anything to
2: say, <laughs> I only talk to it when when I you know I, I need to. But it's great for 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 a variety of things. I have a Google Play. Um, Music subscription So I say Hey uh, Okay Google oh, I've got to say that quietly Because otherwise it'll turn on Okay Google Play me some jazz Starting with Miles Davis And it does oh, or, right. or uh Google, tell me the Okay Google, tell me the uh the traffic on the way in the city or uh, Okay Google, give me the 5-day forecast. It works great.
1: Okay Google, play Mood Swings by <laughs> Vivid Entertainment star Sky Lopez. <laughs> the other thi- films. I know. And she directed only 2 of them. I know. She's got to talk to her agent. <laughs> exactly.
0: Catch all new episodes of Geeks and Beats Wednesdays on iTunes and watch for Geeks and Beats magazine on a newsstand near you to be part of next week's show. Call area code 323- 19 nerd follow the stories on twitter facebook and get your dose of geeks and beats anytime at geeks and all
2: right i have um, a bunch of questions here okay oh, and I, i'm not recording why is this not recording we'll do it this
1: way. is this gonna record
2: oh
1: is for- Sorry, Alan's an old man. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> I've got a brand new, my whole system here changed yesterday. Why is, it, why is this not working? Oh, hang on. Is this working now? Please be working. Oh, wait a Oh, I see. It stopped. <laughs> That's why.
1: Uh, okay, hang on. Sorry, just pro tool. See, It's amazing. They, they should work the bugs out of these computers before they give them to the public. Alan. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, so here we go. We're, okay, <laughs> hang on. So we're recording. We should be recording three, two. Um, Alan's computer is steam powered. Oh, God! Oh, wait a second. Hang on. Oh, there it, it is. is. And, and now, now I'm working. Yeah, oh, it's working.
3: Okay. Yeah, All set. Yeah, yeah here okay. we go. <laughs>
1: So I, I, I have a there, there, there's a pornography related joke in there
2: somewhere. Oh, I mean,
3: isn't there always though?
1: Yeah, let's just let's <laughs>
2: let's just say failure to launch. Okay, we'll just go go with that. Now, I, yeah, I hear there's a pill for uh, that. Stop it! Let me ask my questions. I'm a serious journalist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Geeks and Beats podcast would like to thank the National Science Foundation.